0: Welcome to the original Vegan Business Talk with myself, Shane Jeremy James, where I discuss life-changing business advice with vegan companies who are making a true difference in the world. Hey everybody, welcome back to the next episode. And today our guest is Daniel Arsenal, and she is a certified raw food chef, educator, cookbook, author, motivational speaker, nutritionist, and lifestyle coach, outdoor enthusiast, and founder of Pacha Vega, did I pronounce that right? Yeah. Oh, perfect. Uh, and she's a raw food uh, chef, and that's correct, right? Raw food chef. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And so pa- Pacha Vega offers plant-based nutrition coaching, designs and upgrades plant-based menus, hosts international holistic wellness retreats, and vegan culinary chef trainings, specializing in raw food chef certification courses around the world. Well, welcome. Yeah.
1: Thank
0: you. Awesome.
1: We're around the world.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. And so you're in where right now?
1: I'm in Nicaragua. I'm in uh, the island of Ometepe. It's a beautiful, magical island. It's an infinity-shaped island in the middle of Lake Nicaragua. Um, And it's magical. And I feel so blessed to be here. Mm -hmm.
0: That's cool. What's interesting is when we were talking before, she's all all the way in Nicaragua. I'm in Vancouver. But we actually come from the same little province in Canada.
2: Saskatchewan.
0: Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Totally. So, tell us a little bit like, how did you get into what you're doing now and a little more about you?
1: Wow. Yeah. I mean, I think I've always been an entrepreneur, honestly. I mean, I have been. If I look way back, even as a child, you know, coming up with creative ways to like create things, projects, and then sell them, uh, make money or in exchange for something so even when i was 19 years old i was making like poetry zines photocopying them and then walking down the streets of banff alberta and like selling these poetry magazines for four dollars a copy right. and then i uh, i did i made this line of perfumes so like all natural perfumes and made with like essential oils and i would sell those to like different like cute cutie shops in calgary um you never really made any money out of it it was always like a hobby right idea to just like make some spending money to be more independent and I have to have like a real job job um but it wasn't until I discovered oh I don't know it's like it's a long story but I became vegetarian when I was 17 years old right and it was there was no reason behind it except for like my friend was vegetarian um but then I did notice that I didn't really like the smell of cooking animals when my mom would make food so th- then that was like okay yeah i don't actually like the taste of animals so maybe i just won't eat them um but there was no real awareness of like health and wellness and nutrition back then it was just like um i was going to stop eating those products right um, and so my journey continued and i ended up in mexico and when i was in mexico i turned vegan so i decided to leave eggs and cheese behind um and also feathers and leather and things like this um because I felt as if I felt as if my it was not my right to take another animal's life just for my taste right. so you know there's this world that we live in, and you know, maybe we don't need to eat meat anymore because of all the other options, and then maybe there are those people out there that can do the the killing and maybe they can. But for my personal choice, my personal life, I just didn't feel like it was in alignment with who i was and what i believed so i adopted this vegan diet but very quickly i noticed a distinction between like vegan junk food just abs absent of animal products and whole, healthy living life-giving food that was going to nourish my body right Um, i became a rock climber in 2006 when i moved to mexico and right away i got good really fast and i told everyone that i was vegan and they were like you can't build muscle if you're vegan and you know if you really want to be a rock climber you're gonna need to eat meat and then i started to question i was like surely there are athletes out there surely there are rock climbers that don't want to eat meat too for sure i started doing research and the more research i did the more i discovered that not only are there vegan athletes they're actually winning right in comparison you know in comparison to a lot of like people who just eat a standard american diet the yeah. vegans are actually coming out ahead they're right. winning I was like, what what's this so then i dug further and i basically just found this wealth of knowledge that actually has always been there since the very beginning what we eat nourishes ourselves right and closer to the earth we can get, the better. So as far as if we talk about, you know, beef, for example, it's the middleman. Why do I want to eat the middleman? And, you know, create this, like all this like, violence and like suffering when I can just eat grass. I know, yeah, I'm not going to eat the grass, because I can't actually digest the grass, but I could do the grass juice, or I can eat the vegetables, right? This idea that we need protein, we do need protein 100% we need protein. To build muscle, to for everything, everything in our body, we need protein to live, to grow, to change. But we don't need the protein from animals, which also comes with antibiotics and a whole bunch of other crazy stuff that I don't believe in. So I go straight to the source: the lentils, right? right? the 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 whole protein foods, the hemp hearts, the things that are like free of suffering, but also high in nutrients. Right. But then, then there's another level. Going even deeper. Okay, so I'm taking out these animal products, I'm including these other products, but what are the exact nutritional profiles in those? And if I combine them, do I get my complete protein? And the answer is, of course.
2: Right. So there
1: just needs to be a little bit more awareness of, okay, let's put lentils and quinoa together always. And you've got a complete protein. Right. It's just like these little tiny things that allowed me to be like, wow, yeah, okay, I don't need animal products right now in this life that I live. Maybe if I was trying to survive, it would be a different story
2: right yeah. would vegans yeah.
1: exist yeah. if we were all just eating what we needed to survive but we've kind of taken it over to this extreme we've discovered that there's this yeah extremeness in um whatever nutrition advice and uh, information this day, today it's right. very confusing and everybody's confused but i say just go back to the source just remember where you come from Look at the backstory behind the food. And wouldn't you rather eat a fresh apple off a tree than all that other weird stuff? Processed foods, chemical foods, food dyes, stuff that eats your brain. Why do they put stuff that eats your brain into children's food? Yeah. Why?
0: Right. It's true. I mean, I I, I completely agree with you. It's funny because when you say about like protein and muscle and stuff, I I carry quite a bit of like I work out every morning at 6 a.m never miss a day and i'm one of the bigger guys in the gym and all the guys in the gym find it just fascinating they're like i can't believe you don't eat meat so a lot of them have actually changed or and if they're flexitarian but a lot of them started to become vegan now and because they looked at they look at me and they're like wow like your body like i'm trying to get the body like you and you're not even eating meat or chicken or any of this other stuff, right? So it's that stigma still, right? Like you see somebody that's in good shape or carries a little bit of muscle, they must be eating a lot of meat to get that protein.
1: No, I mean no. And and what what else you're not eating is you're not eating a ton of that that this the antibiotics and like the, the just exactly. all the stuff. And then I really truly feel like the more I'm on this journey, I feel like there's an energetic. Uh, residue from eating animals, and it's violence and negativity and right. um, sadness and destruction, and all that residue is in that. Um, that's my belief, and so I'm so blessed that I have a choice, and my choice is not to participate in that, but then to inspire people. So I, I'm not an—I wouldn't say I'm an activist. I wouldn't say I'm an animal activist. Uh, I definitely believe in animal rights, but I'm more of a. Let's see what we can do, right? right. And of focusing on all the things we shouldn't be doing. There's a lot of that. But right. We kind of already know we've kind of already been told. So now the question is, now what? Like, okay, right. I know I maybe shouldn't eat so much meat or maybe I know I need to eat more organic food, but how and why and how? And my job is to make the food taste good. It's a very simple job, but it comes with a lot of experience and a lot of trial and error. And the idea is that I empower people to take back their health with the power of plants by learning to make it taste good. So you want to eat it
0: all the time, yeah. and, and that's, that's, then that's taste. and that's amazing because that's such an important piece of everything. Because if you really look, when somebody's like looking to even switch over or even just cut out some meat, the one thing is is they're trying to find stuff that tastes good, and if they can't find that, then there's no way that they're going to come over to the other, like start eating the other way because it just is like, Hey, I, it doesn't taste that good. You know? I mean, I mean, when I started, you know, whatever, 20 years ago, not eating meat and chicken and all that, I mean, there was like nothing else. Like there was very little options you had back then, you know, like like, like,
1: I'm 16 years vegan and same thing. Like,
0: yeah, there was no, like, there was no, like, you know, like I, I, I'm like you too. You got your clean, and then you got your vegan. That's like I call it like the cheat meal. You know, it's like the, the cheat. Like if I'm going to go to Cactus Club in Vancouver, right, and have their Beyond the Meat Burger, that's like my cheat meal. Like that's yeah. like actually my cheat meal. You know, I'm not eating that every day. You know, no, mean, right? It's not that healthy. No, right.
1: But it's free of animal products, and it yeah. might be extra delicious, but still processed.
0: Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah,
1: okay. but that's the thing: is we're human beings, and we we're not perfect. And so I feel like, why try, why try to be perfect? Why not just try for consistency and like every day, like make this new choice again. Like you said, you go to the gym every day. I bet you don't want to go to the gym every day, but you've disciplined yourself as a habit to do it anyways, to show up even when you don't want to. And that's kind of like the diet. It's like every day. Okay. I make this cheat meal. I have a beyond burger, but then tomorrow I get to make my new choice again and have a green juice or a salad. Yeah. And and let go of the fact that you ate that Beyond Burger. Yeah. Right. I I was when I was pregnant. I probably smashed twenty Beyond Burgers. Like, <laughs> That's what. And not healthy. For sure, not healthy. Tons of tons of chemicals. Tons of processed yeah. food. Free of animal products. Yeah. So I always tell my students too, like they have to find what their line is. Like my line is no animal products. Yeah. But I might eat cooked food. I might eat processed food once in a while. Oh gosh, did I say that aloud? No, I don't.
0: I never do. Right, That's interesting you know, I went, I went raw for a year, and and that's because I was with a girl that was raw, and she could cook raw, because it's very hard, just raw, like to keep up and to prepare, and you know, like it's I don't think so. Yeah, I got
1: tricks. I got lots of tricks.
0: Well, I'll have to learn from you because number one, I'm not a good cook at all. Number two, I always try and save time. So like, for me, you know, because I'm so busy, right? So her, it was like really good because I mean, I didn't ask her to do it. She was just, that was her natural thing. You know, she just did it. And so at first it was interesting because the first couple months, it was caught pretty hard for me because I was so used to like cook food, but the taste was super good. So the taste of it all was super good. And I felt really good, but I also had, cause I'm a big eater and and it takes a lot to fill me up. Right. And, and so I had to get into that kind of, I had to figure out like what were the meals like that would fill me up a l- little more, you know. Like what had maybe dates in them or this in them or that certain stuff, right? That would give me more of that fullness, and the other ones, you know, wouldn't give me that fullness. And so for me, it was like when I figured that out, I felt really good on that, on that, on yeah. that type of eating plan. By the way, really uh, good
2: Yeah, plan.
1: yeah. I love. I. I mean, it's the ideal diet, in my opinion. But I also still feel like there is room for cooked foods, especially lentils, like legumes, beans, yeah. um, You know, steamed like sweet potato, broccoli, these types of things, tomatoes. I mean, there are foods that still provide nutrition when they're cooked. Um, just because I advocate a raw foods diet, it doesn't mean that I think a 100% of raw foods diet is right for everybody. But right. I do feel like everybody can eat more raw food yeah so and then the tricks and the tips and how to make it easier well like some really quick and simple things is well a green smoothie that is the best thing that you can do for like um like a a healthy green smoothie with like oats and um flaxseed and chia and hemp hearts and banana and spinach and kale and dates and vanilla and cinnamon and tahini all in one it's going to be a delicious Satiating, long lasting, satiating right. smoothie that's going to so give you all the nutrition.
0: So, are those the, the things they should put in? So, if somebody's going to yeah. put in a smoothie, is out well, those things, name them off again. So, somebody, yeah, what
1: yeah. should they so, put in? That smoothie
0: that's really okay. Important.
1: So, start with a gr- base of greens. So, and I recommend switching out your greens every day because mm, the same greens all the time can actually build up different oxalic acids in the body. So, you want to ev- evade that and you want to um, maybe spinach one day. Kale, the next, uh, right. baby lettuce, the next, arugula, the next. So, start, we're don't put arugula in your smoothie though.
0: Unless how you, about, how yeah. about, how about, how about if somebody uses green greens as powder? Is that any good or not?
1: So, this is the thing, it's like greens as powder would be great if you're traveling, you know, in a pinch, but it's never going to be the same as real and raw and fresh, but it's better than nothing. Does that make sense?
2: That makes it's, sense. Okay.
1: Yeah, it'll provide you with the. Okay, so here's the thing. Always, you'll always have minerals. You'll always have protein and you'll always have carbohydrates in food, even when it's burnt. But you won't have the vitamins and you won't have the enzymes. Vitamins are heat sensitive and water soluble. So uh, the more heat and water you add to your food, the less vitamins, the, the, basically they become denatured. Okay. Um, and the same with enzymes. Enzymes are really, really important to like break down the food. Um, and when you're eating food rich in enzymes, it also helps uh, your own store of enzymes. Basically, you're adding to your own store of enzymes to help you break down the food. Right. The older we get, the less enzymes we have. So uh, much more elderly people have a lower store of enzymes, which makes it more harder to digest food in, at the end. Right. So actually, the older you get, the more raw food you should get. But it's the opposite in our society. The older people get, the more bland the food gets, the more simple, the more flavorless it gets. Right. And, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say this is the direct correlation, but there's a correlation between, like, the health, you know, diminishing and the food also becoming less nutrient-dense. Right. Um, yeah, and so something simple like green juices, uh, smoothies.
0: Okay and so then, let's, let's yeah. go back to your smoothie then. So they start 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 again with cuz I know lots of people always want to know about the powder green. So I'm glad you explained. I don't that. use
1: powders. Yeah. I think powders are great for traveling and for in times of uh like like supplementation or know if you're doing if you're going to do something super hardcore for like a couple days like maybe supplement with some powders like protein powders greens powders these types of things um and now don't get me wrong i do use medicinal mushroom powders like reishi chaga cordyceps um these types of things i do use you know superfood powders like maca um spirulina my friend grows raw fresh spirulina here so i use fresh spirulina here on the island um so there are a place for these types of things but I am a um, proponent of moderation, so like almost homeopathic dosages, like little bits of these things, you know, in in a in a drink that I might make for breakfast. I might make, um, you know, I might put a bit of maca, I might put a bit of medicinal mushrooms in my smoothie. So okay, let's start greens let's as start a base.
0: Greens, yeah, and greens are. You said that you should you shouldn't put all types of greens in one. Well, you could do spinach one day, kale one day.
1: Yeah
0: okay got it yeah
1: yeah yeah vary it because you want the different variety of nutrition in those particular a- different greens a- and you don't ever want to like build up too much of a good thing um so then basic greens i, I always like to put fruit in my smoothie so that could be um banana is always a great one pineapple pa- i mean passion fruit is right here in Igaragua, but even berries frozen berries frozen fruit um that can be great and then i always want to add something that's going to make it a bit creamy because like a chunky, separated, watery smoothie is never that satisfying. And so uh, soluble fruits like um, like banana will do that. But you could also add like a handful of hemp hearts okay. make it more creamy or even some nuts or nut butter, um, tahini on almond butter. So it could be like hemp hearts or tahini or almond butter. Um, I always like to add omega-3 rich seeds. So that could be either flax or chia. Again, same thing. I wouldn't add both. And I wouldn't add them the same every day maybe one day I do flax maybe the next day I do yeah a tablespoon half a tablespoon
2: yeah
1: um, okay. the more of that you put the thicker and weird your smoothie will be so maybe less is better um and then a handful of oats um I try to get the gluten free oats oats are gluten free by nature often they're contaminated so um, or like the same factory so typically you need like a special only oats gluten free factory um, which exists and right. then raw oats technically they're not 100 percent raw because they're kind of like steamrolled um but people in the raw food world use oats uh raw and so they would be like steamrolled raw oats throw just a handful like literally a handful pinch tablespoon half tablespoon quarter, quarter cup whatever um i always like to add either vanilla or cinnamon something to sort of um give it more of a depth a rounding of flavor um you could put a little squeeze of lemon lemon in the presence of dark leafy greens will enhance the body's ability to absorb the calcium within the greens so um, and iron so that's um that's almost like a rule whenever you have dark leafy greens always have citrus could be grapefruit could be orange could be lime could be lemon but pretend that those things always go together and you're going to help your body absorb the nutrition in the greens um yeah, and then from that, you can add, you can even add like a. I was telling someone the other day, they were like, oh, I can't eat raw broccoli. I was like, well, can you eat like a half a piece of raw broccoli? I'm like, yeah, probably. It's like, well, throw a half a piece of raw broccoli in your smoothie. Start there. Right. Right. A huge bowl of raw broccoli will probably actually hurt my stomach too, because most times people don't chew enough, first of all. So, um, but yeah, start throwing like little bits of things to enhance the nutrition in your smoothie. Um, and then, the, so, so that's the smoothie. Basically, the green smoothie can be one of the most powerful things that you can add to your diet. The next thing that you can add to make your food amazing, to make it quick, to make it easy, to make it amazing. I said that twice because it is amazing. Sauces, Oh, and eat the sauces. Well,
0: just like, what about the smoothie? So smoothie, do you add water with it or oat milk or almond milk water. or water? Okay, okay. Water.
1: Okay. Especially if you already add oats, you just add water, you, yeah. you're making
0: oat milk. Got it. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So
2: okay. Just water. Okay. Yeah. Room perfect. temperature,
1: room temperature
2: water. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and
1: drink, drink your smoothie at room temperature, not cold. The colder okay. it is, the harder it is for digestion because you, your body basically has to warm it up right. before it can digest it. Um, and if you think about like putting ice on a muscle, if you put ice on a muscle, and, or if you're really cold, like your muscles don't work very well. Well, the stomach technically is a muscle. If you make it really cold, it doesn't work as well. Right. So it can help for digestion to have a room temperature smoothie versus a very cold smoothie.
0: Cool. Well, that's super good advice for people. You know, everyone's always trying to look for ways, especially in North America, when it comes to drinks and smoothies and, and stuff like that, that's healthy, right? So it's good. That's nice. You broke it down that way for people. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. So where, so with your, uh, business, how did, why did you decide to turn it into a business?
1: Well, I think it came from that. that Just
0: keep keep going by the way.
1: So, um, I, I decided to make what I'm doing a business, uh, basically because I like to be my own boss. I like to make my own decisions. Um, I have a lot of creativity in my, my head and I have a lot of, uh, ways in which to share my gifts with the world and I kind of wanted to, to do it on my own terms. Um, I was a school teacher for many years, but it didn't, it didn't fulfill my heart and soul. Um, especially when I put so much effort into making like a really cool creative lesson plan and then my students were like oh eh, this sucks right. like you know what? This is not worth my time i'm sorry if you're not going to appreciate this i'm going somewhere else, and so I created my own business, so now I teach healthy, whole plant-based foods. Um, I teach people to become raw food chefs, whole plant-based chefs. Um, I teach people to shift their lifestyle and they want to be taught and they're excited to be there. Right. That's the thing, you know, when I talk to my students, the first thing they say is, I'm so excited to be here. It's like, yes, these are the people I want to teach. Those who are ready, those who are excited um, because my passion is excitement and I'm excited and I want to meet them on their excitement. I don't want to be so excited and then someone would be like eh, this sucks
2: right right. So that's what
1: i found as a school teacher and i just decided you know what um no i i part of part of what lights me up is to be appreciated and, and honored for what i'm sharing with the world um and so yeah so that's why i decided to make it my own
2: cool. and
1: when and basically when i so i'm first i have a theater degree so i learned how to become an actor so right. that serves me really well when we talk about like be- being in front of people, being on camera, I've done a TED talk. I've done a few like live talks in front of hundreds of people. Doesn't phase me because of that training. Right. Then I have a teaching degree, so a masters in teaching. So then I became a curriculum creator and I designed unique curriculum for many, many years. So I had this like theater aspect. I had this teaching aspect. And then when I discovered that I didn't have a passion for teaching English in Korea, I decided to teach. My passion which was healthy whole foods so as i became a teacher i also became more entrenched in this idea of being vegan
2: or right. plant-based
1: and i started discovering more about the food the food combinations i lived in south korea where i just was like blown wide open with the possibility of flavors kimchi seaweed um, mushrooms like all these different types of things and i just i just went back to school i became a raw food chef i became a raw food chef and educator and then i kind of saw a bit of a gap between the really healthy like whole living raw foods and the gourmet fancy schmancy raw foods right. the gap was this wasn't very delicious and this wasn't very practical uh fancy like too many like five days to make a pizza so how could I merge these two things? So I basically merged the idea of healthy whole foods, like wheatgrass juicing, juicing, uh, sprouting, dehydrating, making your own dehydrated foods with the cashew cheesecakes, you know, uh, fancy decadence, right. you know, multi, multi-layered, uh, multi-day desserts and things. And I merged them and I created my own curriculum based on all my learning about how to create curriculum, cool. um, based on- Uh, how people learn, right? People learn through doing, by reading, by writing, by listening, Um, they learn logically. So my course was designed by a professional educator to create this experience where people come and they learn by reading, writing, and doing. And it's a one-year program that goes super in-depth and allows people to really understand the relationship that they have with food and then adopt these new easy implementation and tricks and stuff to implement this into your life. And, and that's where like the smoothie comes in and like right. sauces, right? Like having five different sauces in your fridge and like a bunch of shredded veggies and prepped stuff just to like, okay, I'm hungry. Oh, I open my fridge. Oh, I've got an instant salad. I've got instant sauce. I've got yeah. instant like boom, 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 boom. Done.
2: Yeah.
1: Versus is having to cook a meal. And then I literally have that stuff for like three, four days. So I have like sauces for three, four days. Excellent. I have a cashew cheese right now in my fridge at when I'm done, recall, we're going to, I'm going to make a big salad, a couple of cashew
0: cheese, mix it all together. Right. Delicious. What's your biggest challenge in your business?
1: <laughs> marketing,
0: yeah,
1: marketing okay. and consistently selling my courses. My goal is to have five to 10 courses a month, consistently selling, um, And I know that when I get there, it's going to take off because every single person that comes from my course tells me it's life-changing. There's been 300 people that have come through, changed their lives, right? Life-changing, amazing, the most amazing course I've ever taken online. I've taken a lot of online courses, the most amazing course, way more than I thought, way more than I expected, loaded with great information. The recipes are incredible. How do I market that to people? How do I tell people? that this course is going to change your life? How do I wrap it up into five seconds, 30 seconds that shows them what they're going to learn, how it's going to, change? you know, I just, I mean, it's not my, it's not my strength.
0: You no, know, it's funny. I'm because, the teacher. Yeah, it's funny because I, I you know, I see that so much what you just said. I'm glad you said that because, you know, I always, you know, I come from, you know, when I brought the curse for Women Franchises, the canon, and the different stuff that I've done, my passion was always just entrepreneurship in general, like that was my passion, just like your passion. So for me, it was always like, you know, since I was 16, I was studying marketing, I was studying business, I was studying how to grow these things. I was studying like, so like, that's been my whole life, you know, that's been 30 years or whatever, 25, 30 years of my entire whole life, right? Well, that means it would have been like 10 or something, but you know what I mean, right? So, so but, uh, you know, and I try and t- tell people like, you know, because there's psychologists that I've, I've helped. I helped the psychologist get close to her first million dollars. And she was like super good at her craft, like super great psychologist. But I had to like really keep sitting her down and saying, OK, there's a time where we've got to take off the psychologist hat and I got to teach you how to put on the CEO hat. This is a time where I have to teach you how to market. I have to teach you why perception in the marketplace is important, why we have to do this. And if you don't do that, no one's going to be able to see you as a psychologist
1: they don't know I exist yet. they right. don't know. I mean, some of them know
0: yeah
2: some of them, them know.
1: know it's been an incredible journey but but yeah, you know it's uh, and then also it's like raw food chef, okay, so they take a raw food chef training, but oh my God, it's so much more than that. it's so much more than that it's like it's basically teaching you to make food that tastes good for the rest of your life so you'll never get sick right you'll never get cancer so you'll never have heart disease because you're eating the food that fuels you you're sharing that with your family it's basically like the best gift of life how do i market that i'm like okay you don't or like oh i don't want to be a raw food chef next no no wait 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 you don't have you don't even have to be a raw food chef it's just how do we make the healthiest food taste the best so we consistently want to eat it How do we shift our lifestyle to make choices that support our values? Um, how do we show up in a world that is not, um, doesn't support this way of life, right? Right. How do we, how do we work with huge industries that are forcing us to see processed foods as, as delicious and healthy? Right. So, so yeah, maybe you don't want to become a raw food chef. How do I market that? How do I, how do I tell people this will literally change your life forever? because from now on you'll see food in a whole new way.
0: It's difficult.
1: Right. I don't know how to, I don't
0: know. How's your how TikTok presence?
1: Non-existent, but I have an assistant in the Philippines whom I love with all my heart and she's been working for six years now. And we just, I decided, okay, I'm getting on the TikTok bandwagon. So she's taking all my old content. We're gonna put it in like a some sort of um, drip feed, uh, system like later.com or something. I don't, I don't know yet, but, and then we're going to, I'm going to get on the wagon, but uh.
0: yeah, because you've got a. you know, to do it properly, you, you've got to, to be honest, uh, you've got a good chance because you're, you're really educated in what you do, even from how you talk, your, your experience and your wealth of information is there and you have creds behind you. So honestly, it's just making sure you have the right content plan and the right way you're going to go at the platforms right and stuff like that so I mean and you can talk you got half the battle done you're good on video and you can talk so you know I mean you know, you're, you're well, you're well there. I'll give you some ideas when we're off off of this too. So we'll keep everybody on here for three yeah. hours. So everyone's probably like, well, Shane, give us your ideas. Right. But I'm like, we're already running time. <laughs> we're running just about out of time. So, uh, so, but we'll have her back eventually and we'll talk a bit more business and stuff like that. So where can they find you at, uh, websites, thing- social medias,
2: Yeah, so my social media is Pachavega, P-A-C-H-A-V-E-G-A. Um,
1: and the Instagram, that's, that's a constant. Um, I don't really do the Twitter thing. Um, Facebook, so Instagram and Facebook, and then the yeah. website as well, pachavega.com. Um, but yeah, m- mostly consistent with Instagram and Reels and posting daily and these kinds of things. Um, but yeah, it's all about consistency, you know, and not giving up. I think that's the key for entrepreneurship, because you'll always go through like waves and valleys and you'll have like successes and failures. Um, But if you can connect with your why like why are you doing it and it's bigger than you and it's more about like of service to the world. It'll it'll continue to give you the the strength and the energy to like keep moving forward because you're actually making a big difference in the world.